And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl, my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is my crabby brother, Vince Amari. He's pinch hitting for the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Lucille Ball stars in a Halloween episode of My Favorite Husband from 1949. But first, Arch Obler brings us his nine-minute terror tale, The Dark. This is from his very popular 1962 Capitol Record release, and uh, it was called Drop Dead. This is uh, my favorite um, little opus from this album. It is a story about people being turned inside out. You're going to love it. Here's The Dark. Let us turn to another delightful phase of horror, the supernormal. I call this little opus The Dark. It's the sort of horror that was most effective on radio after midnight to make you wish, as you pull the bed covers over your head that night, that the author had been strangled while very young. (laughs) But he wasn't. So, uh, try this on for size. Hey, where are you turning? The alarm said Pine Street, didn't it? Oh, yes, yes, of course. So why the siren? The only traffic out here is on horseback. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you can say that again, Doc. It's from nothing to nowhere. Okay, let's go. Yeah, right with you, Doc. Right with you. Said somebody was hurt? That's what the switchboard said. Gee, what a dump. Huh. Don't seem to be a bell. Oh, there must be. There's a light in there. Try the door. Hmm. Yeah, it's open. Well, let's go. All right. Hello in there. Hello. This is another false alarm. Anybody here? I'm a doctor. <laughs> hey, look. In the corner. <laughs> this I gotta see. <laughs> Lady, I'm a doctor from General Hospital. Now, what's the matter? <laughs> she is screwy, all right, ain't she? Frightened. <laughs> Come on, Doc. You want us to get her out of here? Or the straitjacket. Shall I get the straitjacket? No, Doc, wait. Where are you going? Can't get it open. Huh? What's the matter? What do you want to go in there for? Can't get this open. 
Okay. Whoever is hurt must be in there. Blasted door. Come on, we'll break it down. But the woman, forget the woman. Come on, put your shoulder to it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, all right. see a thing. Go on back in the other room and get that kerosene lamp. Well, I... Get it, I say. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Here, Doc. The lamp. Okay. Hold it high. Yeah? <gasps> what? Oh, mother in heaven. What? On the floor. What is it? It's... A man. Oh, no. It can't be. Yes, I tell you, yes, it's a man. A man. And he's been turned inside out. <laughs> inside <laughs> out? Yes, see for yourself. It's a man. But the skin is the inside. The raw flesh is the outside. Organs hanging. <laughs> yeah. It's a miracle. A man turned inside out. Like you turn a glove inside. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. I see it, I see. Alive. Yes. Doc, it's trying to get up. No, no. Trying to get up, I tell you. Trying to move. Sam, hold that light high. I can't watch. Look at it, rolling over. Stop try, it, trying Sam. to get up. Stop that. Look, trying to get up on its knees. Doc, make it stop. Kill it. Do something. Sam, Man stop. can't live inside Sam, out like that. I tell, I tell you. you. Stop. Hysterical old woman, it's what you are. You stand there and shut up. Listen to him. Listen to him. Oh, let's get out of here, Doc, please. Don't be a fool. We've got to find out, Sam. Why? What? Look, there's another door. Yeah. Open. The answer might be in there. Doc, don't. we got The gotta... lantern. Bring it. Gee, Doc, why can't we just go? Hold it high. Doc, what? Don't move. There's, there's no floor in there. I, I don't see nothing. Nothing but dark. Well, look. The dark sort of spills over on the edges. Huh? Well, look, I tell you. It's a deeper dark than dark. Something moving in there. Doc, close the door. No, no, wait. Then I'll close it. Oh, you fool, open that door. I've got to see what... <laughs> She's coming in here. Come on, Doc. Let's get out of here. No, Sam, I'm going to find out what this is all about. All my life, things have been what they've been. I'm going to know all about this. <laughs> please, Doc, please, let's get out of here. Woman, if you know anything, tell me. What was it we saw back of that door where the floor should have been? Do you know? She, she's going to the door. She's going to open it. Yes. Doc, will you listen to me? Let's get out of here. No, now wait. She's just standing there, looking in at the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, what's that coming up out of the hole in the floor? The dark. It's like, like black smoke. Listen to it. It's reaching up to her. Yes. What is it? Smoke? Black? What 
crawling up around her. It's covering her. No. Inside out. It, it turned her inside out. Inside out. Sam. Sam, get up. Sam, open your eyes. The shadows are crawling along the floor toward us. Come on, Sam. Come on. Sam, you're... Oh, you're too heavy. I can't lift you. Sam, you've got to hear me. The shadows, they're crawling toward me along the floor. I can't leave you here. You saw what they did to her. Look at her. Inside out. A woman inside out. Oh, Sam. I'll drag you out of here. Oh, you're so heavy. They're coming faster and faster. Like long black fingers. Ah, my legs. What? Go of me. Sam, I can't help you. They're holding me back. The black. It's covering you. Sam! Sam. No. No, you... You thing, whatever you want, get off me. Stop covering me. I've got to get out of here. I've got to tell them all about you. I've got to tell everyone there's something like you loose in the world. Got to warn everybody... Get off me. Cold. Slimy. How can shadows be slimy? So cold. Covering me over. My head. Ah. My face. The go. My face. My mouth. The go. That's pretty creepy. Huh? That was creepy. <laughs> That's the dark as heard on Drop Dead, an album that uh, the great Arch Obler put out in 1962. It became a big hit, a big smash hit for Capitol Records. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. We have more of those. We have like uh, more of these kind of little creepy terror tales uh, throughout the show. Uh, but first, uh, a quick word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In just a couple of moments, we're going to turn into uh, well, turn inside out. No, we're oh, gonna, please. We're going to listen to a Lucille Ball episode of My Favorite Husband Halloween Show from 1949. But uh, before we get into that, I want to remind everyone listening uh, that we have a Kickstarter campaign. If you don't know what Kickstarter is, it's a crowdsourcing. It's a way to raise some funds to transfer all 78 episodes of Bold Venture. Now, uh, I licensed the entire Ziv library. Frederick Ziv was a very prolific producer, and he has over 10,000 radio shows in pristine quality on 16-inch disc in a controlled, temperature-controlled warehouse. I was able to license uh, all 10,000 radio shows, and uh, we're trying to raise the funds just to transfer the first 78 episodes out of that library of Bold Venture. If you will be so kind to help us, and our listeners have been really getting behind this preservation effort. We're trying to save this series for generations to come. You will hear them on uh, Hollywood 360 if we can get these transferred. You will also own them if you help and uh, pledge some funds towards the transfer process. You can own all 78 episodes either on CD or via digital download. And it's all at our Kickstarter page. And I have to tell you, we're about we're about almost 40% of the way to our funding goal. And it's primarily because of our listeners, our Hollywood 360 listeners. That means you out there in Radio Land. Thank you so much if you have pledged some funds towards it. And uh, no amount is too little or too large. Um, you can go to uh, just search uh, Bold Venture Kickstarter. Just go to your um, you are just go to uh, your uh, your web and uh, search Bold Venture Kickstarter, or you can go to our website Hollywood360Radio.com. And uh, when you go there, there's a pop up, and then just click it. It says Bold Venture. Click it, and it'll take you to our Kickstarter page. It would be so wonderful if you could uh, pledge some some funds. Now, whatever you pledge is not dinged to your card. It's not taken off your card unless we hit our goal. So um, please help us get there. We only have about another 30 days to reach our goal. If we do, we will um, we will uh, send you these shows. We'll send you all 78 Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall starring in Bold Venture in absolutely pristine sound quality. We, we will do the transfers. Doug Hopkinsons, who lives, uh, Doug Hopkins who lives in California, is an expert at doing the transfers. That's exactly what he'll do. And then we're going to move on to Boston Blackie, the full series, 218 episodes. Your favorite. I know. So uh, please search for Bold Venture Kickstarter or go to our website, Hollywood360Radio.com, and click the pop-up. And please help us save this amazing series. And I think there's about 18 episodes that haven't been heard in over 70 years, bro. The rest are in circulation, but not in, in terrific quality. We're going we're gonna to release all 78 shows in absolutely pristine quality if we can get to our funding goal. And we do need our listeners to help, and they have been really coming to the rescue of this series. So I thank you so much. Please, please pledge if you can. All right, time for my favorite husband, Lucille Ball, starring as Liz Cooper. Uh, this was her only regular radio series, and Richard uh, Denning played her husband. They were Liz and George Cooper, a married couple, 
billed as two people who live together and like it. It was sponsored by Jello. This is a Halloween episode going back to October 28th, 1949. Part one now of My Favorite Husband. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Jello, everybody. <laughs> Yes, it's the new gay family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L-O The big red letters stand for the Jell-O family Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family That's Jell-O Yum, yum, yum Jell-O puddings Yum, yum, yum Jell-O tap Fioca puddings Yes, sirree And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers, it's late afternoon, and George Cooper is on his way home from the bank. He just got his car out of Miller's garage where he left it to be overhauled, and he's on his way to Sally's beauty parlor where he left his wife, Liz, to be overhauled. He, uh, he pulls to a stop by an attractive girl standing on the corner. Going my way, baby? Oh, hi, George. Oh, oh, I, I didn't know it was you, Liz. Oh, George, you've pulled that same corny gag every time you pick me up for the last ten years. <laughs> well, it always gets a rise out of you. Well, not today. Hey, come on, get in. Well, I'm trying. What are you doing, Liz? You can't open the door with your elbows. Use your hands. I can't. My nail polish isn't dry. <laughs> oh... I can't do it. Well, you're certainly being a big help. Well, I'm thinking. Uh, try using your teeth. Oh, skip it. You just drive on home and I'll run along behind you. A breeze will dry my polish. Oh, I'm just kidding you, honey. Here, I'll open the door. Well, thank you. You know, George... Before we were married, you would have leaped out of the car, sprinted around to the other side, and swung open the door for me. Well, that was ten years ago. If I did that today, I'd have a heart attack. If you did that today, I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> well, you're in a good mood. Oh, I'm sorry, George, but while I was in the beauty parlor, Sally told me some very disturbing news. Oh, there's a strike in the henna factory. <laughs> No, it was really serious. Now, who do you think is giving a party and hasn't invited us? Elza Maxwell? Oh, if you're going to be smart, Alecky, I won't tell you. <laughs> okay. I mean it. I won't tell you. No, okay by me. Begging will get you nowhere. <laughs> well, all right, I'll tell you. The Atterberries are having a costume party Halloween night, and they didn't invite us. What? It's true, so help me. Oh, I don't believe it. Who, who told you a thing like that? Sally, my beauty operator. Oh, well, I might have known. How does Sally find out everything? I don't know. I think she has a wire recorder hidden in the hairdryer. <laughs> but she's always right. Oh, ridiculous. What reason would the Atterberries have for not inviting us to their party? Well, I thought you might know. Is everything all right at the bank? Well, certainly. Oh, this doesn't make sense. We, uh, we probably just haven't received our invitation yet. It'll be there in the morning mail. Well, if it isn't, I know what I'm going to do. What? I'm going to RSVP without being A-S-K-E-D. 
says, come and eat breakfast and stop looking for the mailman. You're pushing your nose all out of shape against the window. No, I'm not, George. Um, no, I'm not, George. Why doesn't that mailman come? Well, maybe because it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. But Mr. Negley's usually here by this... Oh, I know the answer. It's Katie's day off. He starts at the other end of the route when she's not here to give him his breakfast coffee. <laughs> Smart operator. Say, how's Katie doing with him? Making any headway? Oh, yes. She's gotten him to the lap-sitting stage. No. Yep. He finally agreed to sit on her lap. <laughs> he sits on her lap? Well, he's so small, George. She'd squash him. <laughs> oh, darn it. Where is he? This is our last chance. If that invitation doesn't come this morning, we'll know the Atterbury's deliberately snubbed us. Look, Liz, if the Atterbury's want to give a party and not ask us, it's their business. They, they probably have a very good reason. There couldn't be any good reason for not asking us. We're their closest friends. They couldn't do a thing like that to us. Well, we've given parties without asking them. That was different. I had a very good reason. <laughs> All right, I can't argue with that kind of feminine logic. Anyway, you, you only have a beauty operator's rumor that they're giving a party at all. Oh, no. No, I checked on it. I had Katie call the Atterbury's maid last night, and they are having a party. Well, I don't understand it. Oh, there's Mr. Negley. Yeah, but your breakfast is getting cold. Well, I'm not hungry. Mr. Negley, am I glad to see you. Really? <laughs> well, I, I always look forward to seeing you, too. Oh. Well, thank you. May I have our mail, please? Is Katie home? No. May I have our mail, please? You know, Mrs. Cooper, I like Katie. Mm. <laughs> Someday, if things go well, maybe she let me put my stamp on her envelope. Uh, Mr. Negley, will you give me our mail, I'd please? I'd love to change her zone number to mine. <laughs> but she's really too good for me. She's first-class matter. Yes, could I have... She's better than that. She's airmail special delivery. <laughs> well, I'm sure she is. Registered. Look, <laughs> Mr. Negley, someday I hope you and Katie settle down and raise a lot of little postcards. But right now, will you please give me our mail? Oh, yes, I have a letter for you here somewhere. Um, oh, here it is. I'll take it. Oh. Well, you see, Grabby? <laughs> You've only got half of it. It, it serves you right. Well, this might, this might be it. Let's see. You are cordially invited. Quick, what does the other half say? To bring your car home for service. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first portion of um, My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball along with Richard Denning, broadcast from uh, just a few days before Halloween, October 28th, 1949, called The Halloween Surprise Party. That was Jay Novello doing the uh, little postman routine there. Um, Ruth Parrott in this cast. B. Benaderet. Of course, Richard Denning as her husband. You'll hear Gail Gordon as, uh, as um, his boss. So, good show. My favorite husband. I love this. I love this radio show. You know, it transitioned, bro, to television years later. As I Love Lucy, they actually took this whole concept and um, brought in Desi Arnaz, Lucille Ball's real husband, and reworked it into I Love Lucy. We'll get back to it right after this. I'm 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 and now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360 across hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. We're also heard all over the world via American Forces Radio on their number one channel, The Voice. Um, so thank you for that, Armed Forces Radio, and uh, for all of our ships at sea that are keeping us safe. Um, they have a tough job ahead of them with what's going on. Around the world, very, very sad situation. But um, we will we will persevere, and so will Israel. And um, uh, this is not a political show, so we don't talk about that kind of stuff. But um, my, um, you know, my heart is, uh, it goes out to uh, all of the, all the, all the families that are suffering right now with what's, what's going on in the Middle East. But uh, we're listening to a uh, a funny show. We want to we want to bring some laughter to you too in this uh, time, very trying time that we are in. Lucille Ball was one of the best at making us laugh. This was, uh, as I said, her only regular radio series, and she was amazing on it as Liz Cooper. And this is a Halloween show. Halloween is right around the corner, so we are playing all Halloween shows throughout October. And uh, this is a great comedy show. October 28, 1949. Here's the conclusion to My Favorite Husband. Great. Isn't there another letter for us? No, that's all. Maybe you made a mistake. Please. There isn't a man in postal service who sorts his mail more carefully than Harrison Q. Negley. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, well, let me take a look. Maybe it's stuck down there someplace. Take your hands off my mailbag! Mr. Negley, this is more important than you think! You're tampering with the U.S. mail! Oh? Now look what you've done. I'm all unsorted. <laughs> and heaven knows what you've done to my fragile. <laughs> oh, why didn't I stay in possible pose? <laughs> well, I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Negley. I thought, sure, I'd get a letter from Mrs. Atterbury. Here, I'll help you sort. Something. No, no, just leave me alone. And if you're talking about Mrs. Atterbury's party, I delivered those invitations last week, and you didn't get one, and I'm glad. Do you hear me? Glad? Well, Rudolph, curiosity is about to kill a cat. Guess who just called on the phone? Who, Lotus Bud? <laughs> Liz Cooper. She and George are down at the corner drugstore and they want to drop by. Oh, Iris, I wanted to watch television. Well, you can't. They're coming over. You mean I have to miss Hopalong Cassidy? 
This may be the night he gets killed. I guarantee he won't. Now, they'll be here any minute. Help me pick up the papers on the floor. And remember, not a word about the Halloween party. Well, don't worry about me. I'm not the blabbermouth in this family. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see their faces when they find out we're giving a surprise Halloween party for them. Yeah, and at their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does everyone know what to do? Sure. We're meeting at Cooper's side door at 8.30 and sneaking in through the kitchen. And then when they... There they are. Now remember, don't even mention Halloween. Liz girl, George boy. Hi, Iris. George boy, Liz girl. Hi, folks. <laughs> well, come in, come in. Well, I hope you don't mind that we came over without an invitation. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> What's new, Liz? Oh, nothing. What's new with you? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Rudolph? Rudolph? Yes, hop along. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, no, nothing new with me. No. Uh, nothing new with me either. Nobody asked you. <laughs> uh, speaking of the holiday weekend, what are you folks going to do? What holiday weekend? Monday is Halloween. Rudolph! Hmm? Monday is Halloween! No! <laughs> yes. Halloween, when people give parties and everybody comes in costume and you invite your best friends. Oh, sounds like fun. <laughs> it's too bad someone isn't giving a party. <gasps> Oh, Liz. Yes? There's something I've been meaning to ask you. Yes? Are you doing anything? No, not a thing. We'd love to come. What time? <laughs> Eight o'clock. Fine, fine, yes, fine. Yes, Eight o'clock Wednesday morning, we start collecting newspapers for the Salvation Army. <laughs> oh. Uh, come on, Liz. We'd better go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, George. Uh, it's for such a worthy cause, Iris. Let's not wait till Wednesday morning. Let's start sooner, say, uh, Monday night? Well, uh, I'd like to, dear, but, but, but... Would you like an ashtray for that butt, darling? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 my mother, my mother isn't feeling well, and we're having dinner with her, yes. Yes. Yes, we always spend Halloween with the old witch. <laughs> trying to help? <laughs> don't bother. We don't have to have a brick atterbury fall on us to get the idea. Come on, George. Good night. Well, George, now are you satisfied? Uh, you were right, Liz. I can't get over it. I, I don't know what to do. Well, I do. While they're having their party, we'll soap their windows and kick over their garbage can. And stick a pin in their doorbell. No, I have a better idea, George. We'll give our own Halloween party and invite everyone but the Atterberries. There's not room in this town for both of us, George. The Atterberries must go. <laughs> Now, back to the Coopers. 
There's a certain party in Sheridan Falls who is upset because she hasn't been invited to a certain party. If Liz only knew that the certain party is a surprise party for her, she'd be the most surprised party of all. Well, Liz is determined to get even, so right now she's busy inviting all her friends to an opposition party that she's giving. Hello, Mary. Liz Cooper. Uh, we're giving a Halloween party tomorrow night, and we wondered if you... What? Oh, your mother's sick? Well, some other time. Goodbye. How are you doing, Liz? If the next three couples can come, we'll have six people at the party. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much of a party. Well, we can keep moving and make it look like a crowd. <laughs> Hello, Betty Ray? Liz Cooper. Uh, we're giving a party tomorrow night, and... Oh, you can't? Oh, she is. Well, goodbye, and tell your mother I hope she feels better. Bye. Another refusal. I don't get it. That makes the 14th one. There must be an epidemic of sick mothers. <laughs> well, I'll keep trying. Somebody's mother has to be healthy. I never heard of so... Hello, Margaret. Liz Cooper. I wondered if you and Hans could... Oh, you couldn't? <laughs> I didn't even ask you yet. <laughs> Oh, you heard. Oh, your father's sick. Too bad. Well, bye, Margaret. Well, at least she's different. Her father's sick. Uh, I'll bet he caught it from someone's mother. <laughs> Don't you care, honey. You and I will have our own little party right here. George, something awful is wrong. Our best friends all turned us down. All of them. Well, forget it, baby. We'll take a course at Arthur Murray's and be successes again. Oh, it isn't funny. We're social misfits. We're being shunned by society. Oh, now let's not get carried away. Well, it's true. First the Atterbury's and then all our other friends making excuses and acting funny. And that's not all. What do you mean? Even the birds have left our birdhouse. <laughs> they always go south this time of year. But this year they went early. <laughs> George, there's something horrible the matter with one of us. One of us? Yes, and I know it isn't you, because you're just as wonderful as you've ever been. It's me, and I'm holding you back. <laughs> oh, now, Liz, now don't talk like that. George, you're my best friend. Is is there something even you haven't been able to tell me? <laughs> Have I been careless about the little things? Well, now that you mention it, there is something I noticed. What? You've only been taking 30 seconds for your 60-second workout. Oh, George. How can you make jokes when we're social outcasts? Uh... Oh, well, now, honey, it isn't worth crying over. I'm not crying. I don't care about those people. I hate them. Well, I'm going to call up Atterbury right now and ask him what this is all about. No, he won't tell you. He'll be embarrassed. I know, George. I've got it. Let's go to the Atterbury's party. Liz, have you cracked your crock? <laughs> Don't you see? It's a costume party, so nobody will know us, and, and we'll mingle with the guests and say, isn't it shocking about the Coopers? And, and when they answer us, we'll find out the awful truth. Hey, you've got something there, Liz, but uh, what kind of costume shall we wear? Well, the way people are acting, we ought to go dressed as a couple of skunks. <laughs> Thank you.
Mr. George. We'll be late for the party. Well, I still don't think we ought to go. These costumes we're wearing are so silly. Two policemen's uniforms and water pistols. Ah, uh, you're just mad because you're a sergeant and I'm a lieutenant. Kiss me, sergeant. That's an order. Ah, <laughs> uh, couldn't you have gotten some other costumes? I told you the only other thing he had left was two halves of a horse. Well, what's... <laughs> What's the matter with that? At least it would have been unusual. I'll say it would. They were both hind ends. <laughs> George, can't you drive faster? Bad enough to be uninvited. Let's not be late, too. I'm doing 35. Oops, there goes another one. Another what? Well, every time a car goes to pass us, the driver sees our cop costumes and slows down. <laughs> We've got 15 cars lined up in back of us. <laughs> How do you like that? Hey, let's tune in the police calls. Let's play cops and robbers. Which station is it, George? Uh, way down at the end there. Oh, yeah. Calling car 29, car 29. Investigate auto wreck at corner Elm and 8. If car not too badly damaged, make offer. The chief is looking for a car. Oh, great. Watch for robberies in Northside Residential District. Thieves in costumes, crashing Halloween parties. Victims report some dressed as policemen. Uh-oh. And you had to pick out policemen's uniforms for us. Yeah. Oh. I don't like the feel of this. Let's go home. Oh, don't be silly, George. No one will bother us. Well, all right. Oh. Oh, no. Pull over the crime. <laughs> now what do we do? He'll think we're those crooks. Well, don't stop. Keep on going. Nothing doing. I'll just uh, have to explain and hope he believes me. No, if he doesn't, we'll miss the party. Pretend you're a real cop. Liz. Go ahead. Well, I won't say anything. And why are we two holding up traffic? Oh, excuse me, Lieutenant. I didn't see you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all right. I was speaking to the Lieutenant. I apologize, Lieutenant. Uh, that's all right, uh, Officer. Drive on, Sergeant. Oh, Lieutenant, uh, any fighter knows of those masquerading crooks? Uh, yes. There's no truth to that report. Forget about them. Drive on, Sergeant. Attention all cars. Keep special lookout for criminals in masquerade costumes. Drive on, Sergeant. Uh, just a minute. <laughs> I don't remember seeing you two on the force before. Well, uh, uh, you see, we're really plain clothesmen, but our plain clothes are being cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Let me see your credentials. Certainly. Well, what do you know? Must have left them in my plain clothes. <laughs> That's all. Oh, no, it isn't. Let me see your credentials. What? Maybe you're the fake one. I can prove I'm a real cop. How? I got a witness. Sergeant? Yes, Lieutenant? Sergeant, am I a real cop? Yes, Lieutenant. There you are. Drive on, Sergeant. Just a minute. Let me see your badge. Let me see your badge. There. Sheridan Falls Police Force 158. Huh. Here, take a look at mine. That's enough. <laughs> Not so fast. Well, let me see them. Post Toasties Junior G, man. Well, you see, we're not local cops. <laughs> What's that Post Toasties business? That's for my serial number. <laughs> You're coming with me. Oh, you really fixed this up, Liz. He'll never take us alive, George. I still got my gun one squirt for each of us. 
Come on, order the car. Oh, look, officer, we're not crooks. My name is George Cooper. I live at 321 Bundy Drive, and I'm vice president of the Sheridan Falls National Bank. Now, if you'll just follow us home, I'll show you plenty of identification. Well, okay, but no funny business. I'll just get in the back seat and go with you. No, thank you. Drive on, Sergeant. Oh, cut it out, Liz. Okay. Well, this is our house, officer. Well, it better be. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look there at the side door, some figures slipping into our house. And they're in costume. Yeah. We found the game. Wait a minute. Have you led me into a trap? No, no. <laughs> Believe us. We don't know anything about it. Those people are crooks. And they're robbing our house. Oh, what'll we do? We better call the police. Yeah, we better call... The... <laughs> what do you think I am, Western Union? <laughs> know if you're real or not. Let's not start that again. They'll hear us. Oh, come on. We'll catch them red-handed. Okay. Oh, quiet, everybody. We'll sneak up to the door. Okay. Now, let's rush them. All right, everybody. Hands up. Iris! Mr. Atterbury! Let's go! Good boy! I knew it. You're all in this together. You mean this is a surprise party for us? Yes. You didn't suspect a thing, did you? Well, not a thing. And what wonderful costumes you have. Okay. Hands up, everybody. Oh, for goodness sakes. Introduce us to your friend, Liz. I can't get over it. A surprise party and all the time we thought nobody liked us. Well, listen to me. Hands up, everybody. <laughs> Look, look, fella, you made your entrance. The gag's over. Oh, here we have all these wonderful friends, and we thought nobody liked us. The uh, hands up, please! <laughs> look, look, Buster, you're overdoing your act. And take that false face off. It's horrible. Won't anybody put their hands up? I'm gonna tell my sergeant about this. Oh, George. Yes, Lucille. Bob, if I'm not being too personal, how many people do you think eat jello puddings? You know, I've been wondering the same thing. You have. How did you happen to ask me that just at this moment? Well, I don't know. It was just the next line in my script. Uh, <laughs> why don't we ask a fortune teller, Bob? My rates are very reasonable. You, a fortune teller? Yeah, don't tell a soul. See, my real name isn't Lucille. It's Crystal. Crystal Ball. <laughs> Step right into my tent and I will tell the future for you. <laughs> Good afternoon. Are you Madame Ball? Cross my palm with silver. But your hand is bandaged. What, what happened? My last customer crossed my palm with silver. Well, who was he? Uh, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> What is it you wish to know? I know all. Nothing is unknown to me. Now, wait a minute. Where did I put that crystal ball? Oh, here it is. Tell me, madam, as you gaze into the future, do you see any jello chocolate pudding absolutely luscious with deep-down chocolatey goodness? 
Well, let me take a look. Let's see, there's the results for tomorrow's races. We don't want those. Uh, the inauguration of our next president. No, no, no. Uh, who's going to play in the Rose Bowl game? No, 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 nope. Nothing here about Jell-O chocolate pudding. Well, how about Jell-O butterscotch pudding with that buttery brown sugar flavor? Or Jell-O vanilla pudding, rich and smooth as cream? Oh, now, let me see. Aha! Uh -huh. Are they swell desserts for the kids? Yes. Or do you simply add milk and they cook to velvety perfection in just about five minutes? That's it. Nope, don't see a thing about them. <laughs> You forgot to cross my palm with silver. All right, here. Well, look at all the jello puddings. Everyone's crazy about them. Old people are saying jello puddings are fine. Young people are saying jello puddings are great. Gay people are saying jello puddings are swell. <laughs> Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by J E L L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O duck. Bioka pudding. Just so real. Did you like that, bro? Excellent. <laughs> My, it was funny. It was, <laughs> it was a good show. Well, I mean, she was always great. Yeah, well, she was great, yeah. Lucille Ball. And as I said, they did transition this show into I Love Lucy. You man. know what I didn't know, though? What? I didn't know her first name was Crystal. I didn't know it was Crystal either. Um, great episode of My Favorite Husband, Halloween Surprise Party, October 28, 1949, sponsored by J-E-L-L-O. All right, let's take a quick break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, in our next hour, my crabby brother Vince Amari and I will bring you The Shadow, starring Orson Welles. And you know what he used to say when people would say, uh, you did that wrong or whatever? You know what he'd say? No. He'd say, oh, Wells. <laughs> oh, Wells. That's good. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just I gotta don't do quit that. your day job. I got to do that again. He used to say, oh, Wells. Rim chat. All right. But before that, we're going to listen to Arch Obler's terror tale, The Chicken Heart. Ooh, that's all on our next hour. Stay with us. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier. <laughs> 